it is every day is a school day you know I mean every, I've even got a networking group of local accountants and bookkeepers and we meet every week and what I like about that is a bit like the success lounge where we go oh can I use that VAT code on that invoice and quite often we say we know more than HMRC <laughs> so you know it's having that support because when you're at home working on your own it does get lonely you're listening to the bookkeepers podcast sponsored by zero i use zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients accounts and i love it if you haven't tried it yet head over to zero.com with an x and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to zero's partner program to join their amazing community forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Claire Johnson from Bluebell Bookkeeping. Hi Claire, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? We are good, aren't we Joe? Really feeling so good. Because I know, you you know Kim Searle, don't you, who we spoke to on the podcast earlier on today and uh, she's like, I know Claire, it's going to be a great chat. So I think I actually introduced her to you. I I think you did, I think you did. She's amazing. she yeah, really is. I feel all happy and positive and yeah, it was a really nice session. Yeah, a um, bit grounded. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. And I think we all need that, don't we? Yeah. Um, okay, so Claire, you've been on the podcast before um, but, and you're here today to have a chat with us about your business and how it's grown and um, particularly with um, how you've grown your business without using social media. And you've got some really interesting stats, which we're excited to see as well. Um, and actually, if you're listening to this on the audio, we have got just a couple of slides. We're going to talk about them. So it's not the end of the world if you can't see them. But if you do want to watch this, we have a YouTube channel. Just search for Six Figure Bookkeeper. You can subscribe. We'd, we'd love to see you over there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, Claire, do you want to start by telling us about your practice and how you got started? Yeah, sure. So I'm Bluebell Bookkeeper and Admin and I'm based in North Hampshire. And um, long story short, I have two children, 24 and 21, and um, I ran three businesses with my ex-husband. Um, so I was doing all the bookkeeping and HR and admin. Uh, six years ago we split up and uh, I was like well now I've got a job what am I going to (laughs) do so I actually bought into another franchise but I was missold with that Um, so in 2020 I ditched that and set up Bluebell um, in July 2020 so yeah it's having to start again and yeah it was quite a traumatic divorce and just rebuild and restart and you know having that knocking confidence was massive so just trying to get the confidence back and then um which you guys have really helped with I found you guys March 21 so um having that community and that support there has been really helpful as well and then started networking and built support networks there and I'm loving it (laughs) oh well done well done yeah confidence is a real tricky one especially when we find ourselves in a situation where we want to start a business because of a life event that means that we're kind of forced a bit into it. And, you know, any major event in life can knock our confidence and becoming a business owner can be quite tough. Um, What does your business look like now? How many clients are you looking after? And, you know, what what are you doing? What's the day-to-day look like for you? Okay, so a lot of my time is networking. Um, I've got 18, 19 clients at the moment. I'm not six figures. I'm, am I going to get there? I, that doesn't bother me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about being six figures as long as I'm making money. Um, so I've got about 18, 19 clients. Um, and I've got ex clients, you know, I think I've had about 40 in the past three years. I got rid of the 
horrible ones. Just work with nice ones now. Um, and yeah, I'm, just, I'm loving the mixture of being able to go out and have support from networks and and, and, and doing the client work. It's just me. I do the client work. Um, potentially next year, you know, I, I know last year when I was on the podcast, I said I was looking at subcontracting, but life events have happened this year. Um, lost my dad suddenly in April, so I've got my mum still with me. And just having that flexibility um, to be able to do life as well as work. Um, so, yeah, I think getting rid of the horrible clients as well has given me confidence. It's always horrible getting disengaging from a client. But actually, when you do it, you get that power back and you're like, actually, you're not working my way. I don't want to work with you. So um, they don't see the value. You need people that see the value in what you're doing, um, which is why I say I've got nice clients now. Yeah. Do you know, like being able to whether you work with them still or not, you know, bringing 40 clients into your business over the last few years is really impressive. And, and there'll be people watching this thinking, right, I, if I know how to do that, I'm going to be able to build the business that I want. And yeah. you know, you were saying what's important is making money. You've got a got, you know, there's something in your household, you know what you need to do. You're yeah. able to do that. It sounds to me like things are going well, you're happy and comfortable. You find time for networking because you know it's important but also you have time to find time for networking and yeah. it sounds like you are getting the balance to manage family and um, work and everything side by yeah, side. Yeah I like to think so I mean that was one of the things when I first started because I've had 20 years running the businesses and I was there for the kids sports days and plays and everything else I knew I couldn't go back to being employed once I was divorced because I'd had that flexibility and I needed to carry that on so the only way I could do that was by starting my own business um, and then you know I mean Three years ago, I was taking on clients on QuickBooks or I was. I started off, I remember going to, and it, it was more admin. It was just give me anything. I'll do anything. And I went to meetings and did note taking. And I was like, no, this isn't me. So I was Bluebell Admin Services. I, my lead limited company name is Bluebell Admin Services. But I've changed to Bluebell Bookkeeping. I rebranded last year to get bookkeeping in there for the SEO because everyone was seeing me as a VA. Um, and that's not what I wanted to be. I wanted to do the bookkeeping. So, you know, I took clients on on QuickBooks. I can't stand QuickBooks now. I don't like them. So when they left, I was like, yes, I'm never doing QuickBooks again. Um, and I think when you first start your business, you are just, I mean, I remember in that first six months again, I just need, need clients, give me clients, I'll do anything. And one of my neighbours said to me, how's the business going? And I said, oh, it's a bit slow. It's going to take you six, 12 months. It's a new business. And I was like, okay. And she was absolutely right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just getting to be where you want to be. Yeah. And I guess, and so you've, you got involved in lots of networking groups. And it sounds like from straight away, how did you know that was the route to finding clients? Or did you know that was the route to finding clients in the beginning? No, I stumbled across um, networking. I, I started the business in the July and I think it was in the August. I'd done a Facebook advert or something. So and then this message popped up. Would you like to come to our networking meeting? Um, turns out it was a BNI. They're very good at not telling you they're BNI when they message. Um, but. I, I, it was online because it was in the pandemic. So all, most of my networking initially was online, um, which I now I'm grateful for because I didn't have that nerve wracking experience of walking into the room and not knowing anyone. So most of my initial networking was online and I got to know people. So then when we, they did go back face to face, I knew people in the room. Um, I have been to meetings where I didn't know anyone, but by that point, my confidence had built so that I knew what to do and 
and most of the groups are so supportive if you're new you know I mean I'm part of I'm a team member of one of the groups I go to and I'm the networking buddy so I will look out for new people and talk to them and you know welcome them in so a lot of groups do stuff like that Oh my goodness, they're so lucky to have you, Claire, because you are such a social butterfly and you're always happy and always so willing to help. And yeah, they are really lucky to have you. Um, oh, goodness. So what kind of... So you said about horrible clients. What do you mean by horrible? And then what are you looking for? Who are the nice ones? Horrible is probably a strong word. I probably shouldn't have used that. Um, but the pitter ones the ones that don't value what you do the ones you're always ch- I mean I'm, I'm still chasing my clients for paperwork don't get me wrong but the ones that just there's nothing you, you're just knocking on the door getting hello I need the info um and they don't value what you do and um yeah just I want I want to work with people to support them to grow their business I don't want them ghosting me or ignoring me Yeah, there's enough of that in dating and things like that. You don't need that in business as well, do you? (laughs) So what would you say, we spoke a lot last night, last evening, we were speaking about creating a gold standard service. When you're working with a client that you really love and everything, what's the thing that you, because you've obviously started off thinking about doing the admin as well, and you've obviously brought a a wealth of knowledge with you from the previous 20 years working with your ex-husband. So what are the things that you love and enjoy doing like with your favorite clients? So I think one of the favorite things I like doing is with the clients is, is helping them understand their numbers and see their profit and loss and go, right, oh, I spent a bit much on tea last week, last month, better cut back on that or advertising or whatever it is. Um, and just having that discussion and saying, mm, you know, you need to pull back a bit here or yes, you can afford to go and do that. Um, yeah, just helping and supporting them and and, you know I've had a client recently who had problems with HMRC um, has had a winding up petition and I've helped support them to save the business and then I'm the one going through the HMRC list because they put pay away payments to VAT and VAT payments to PAYE because that's what they do isn't it Um, but it's me that's gone through all that and we've managed to get out the mess. Oh I love that that's the value like that to them that's not how many hours was Claire on the phone to HMRC or how long was she doing reconciling whatever. It's yeah. the Claire saved my business. And, and like we have the power to do that. And I think that, yeah. that really like everyone watching this has got to remember that. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I love that. Um, right. Tell us about networking then, because you've got some really cool, like you put some stats together and we were just talking about them. We're like, whoa. Um, so you started networking. You didn't really know networking was the thing. You, no. you went to BNI. That was your first, that was your first intro to networking. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Um, how, how did it grow from there? I know, do you want me to put your num- numbers on the screen for anyone? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I went to BNI and then the, I just kept it's, it's like when you buy a red car, you spot loads of red cars, don't you? So once net, my eyes, networking was there, I just kept spotting things and going, oh, what, what's that about? And and it was all online. Um, so, yeah, July 2020, I went to the first one. Um, so this is from July 2020. I did 84 meetings and 31 one-to-ones. Um, it went a bit crazy in 2021 because there was a lot of lockdowns in that period. And and I kind of got into this. Oh, I like this networking. Um, so I went to, to 299 annoys me. Why could that not be 300? It was so upset when I counted it up. Only yeah, 299 I, meetings. Yeah. yeah. 
But then I got immersed in the one-to-ones and that took up a lot of time. And I remember saying probably midway through 2021, I had a bit of coaching going on and they said, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm doing too many one-to-ones. I want to be doing more client work than I am networking because, you know, I didn't have many clients then. Um, So I had the time to do the networking, but then I got engrossed in the one-to-ones. Now, one-to-ones are good. You know, you get to know people, get to know their business, but 140 took up a lot of my time. Um, uh, Sorry to interrupt you. Just for anyone listening who's thinking, what's a one-to-one? Can you just describe how does that come about? What's involved in that? So when you go networking, you're encouraged to have one-to-ones because then you get to know what people do. Um, you know, some of the meetings I go to, there's 10 minutes in the meeting and you, you literally have a one-to-one with one person and, you know, you just um, move to a different area and speak to them about speak about anything, you know, get to know them as a person, get to know what their business does so that, because when you go networking, it's not just selling, as Jill said, you're not just selling to people in the room, you know, it is selling to, so that they, re- you're not selling, you are projecting yourself so that people remember you you know I mean I know what I love most about networking is the signposting I know if somebody needs a wheel writer or an IFA or a coach I can go yep I know someone who can help you and and I went to a spa last month and I met up with a girl that I used to work with 20 years ago when I was in day nurseries and I was telling her about my networking because I've been networking that morning. I said, I absolutely love it because I love to help people. And I said, the amount of people I meet and, and she said, oh, mum, you were looking for somebody. What was it? Was it to write your will or your LPR? I went, yep, I know someone I can introduce you. Oh, what else were you looking for, mum? Um, you were looking for someone. I know someone. I know someone who can help in most areas. I'm not so good on trades, um, but, you know, what I love. And I can take that back to my clients and say, have you got a will in your business? do you need some help with funding or, you know, whatever else? And I can, or protection insurance, things like that. And I can take that back to my clients. A bit like when we go to the accountancy shows and you look at the softwares and you go, oh, I think that might work for your business. You know, the, the timekeeping app or the mileage app or whatever. It's what it is as well. And I think because when you go to these networking meetings and what when I've done them in the past, you you learn something so someone will be doing a specialized slot so they will teach you something and um I did one with um St James's Place uh years ago and they stood up and they explained all these things yeah and at the time it wasn't relevant to me but it then becomes your knowledge and it helps you become the expert so when you're listening to various you know IFAs insurance will writers they will tell you something. And then when you're having a conversation, you're not saying I do this for a living, but you yeah. might have a little bit of something to add to the conversation and say, oh, I know about, I know someone that, know, even if you don't remember all the details, I know someone that knows about that. I yeah. heard them talk. And it's just that warm lead um, and connection. And it is, it's it's a really nice feeling to feel like you're, and you're not going to get anything out of it other than yeah. helping two people find each other. Um, and now I can really see, really see the benefit of that. And by you having all those, though, all those one-to-ones, you must know so much about so many different things. It is every day is a school day, you know, I mean, I've even got a networking group of local accountants and bookkeepers and we meet every week and we quite often, but what I like about that is a bit like the success lounge where we go, Oh, what that, can I use that VAT code on that invoice or what would what would you suggest I put this under or, you know, and, and it's having that 
know, and quite often we say we know more than HMRC. Um, so, you know, it's having that support because when you're at home working on your own, it does get lonely. And, um, you know, I, like I say I lost dad in April this year. Suddenly I had three months of not networking or going out socially or doing anything. And I missed it. I really missed it. And the nice thing was they missed me. And they all said, we've really missed you. Um, and that it, it's not just networking, it's friends, it's friendship and it's support. Um, and yeah, that, that's been really proven to me this year. Oh, Claire. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. That's really hard. And um, yeah, like for people in your network to be like, where's Claire? And like that, yeah. that really... I don't know, it feels like special, doesn't it, to know that there's yeah. people who, who we're like, oh, networking, I hate going to networking and like all these people and, you know, yeah. it isn't like that. <laughs> no, like, no. And then my friends, you know, every networking group that I'm part of is having a Christmas lunch or Christmas drinks. Um, yeah. And there's a group of us from one group, we're all around the same age, us ladies, we're going out for a, a proper Christmas party and we're going to drink and dance and do the, because that's one of the things you miss when you're working on your own, but I'm not missing out. I've got four Christmas lunches and parties I think so I'm like wow. bring it I'm gonna bring your slides back up Claire because I'm wondering I wonder what's on the next one but also um oh here we go groups visit this is the question so how do you choose there are loads of random looking things here Who, yeah. how do you choose which ones to go to just go just go and visit I mean I've like there's 32 groups there that are different groups I've visited 11 BNIs being part of them, five FSBs, um, different locations. But I have visited all of those groups. BNI isn't for me. I've decided that. I've been to 11 different BNI meetings, but it's not for me. But you just, you just got to find your tribe, like we have in the lounge. Find your tribe. You know where you will fit. And I'll, out of those now, I do four. That's re I mean, you have really, really dedicated yours. I think there are people in here going, wow, like <laughs> you have not just dipped your toe into the networking pool. You have completely gone for a swim. And I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at all of these and I'm like, wow. Um, the one that, yeah, the one that comes up, it, Hogsback. What yeah. kind of networking event is Hogsback? So if anyone near Guildford will know there is an area of Guildford called Hogsback and it's the Hogsback Road. There's a brewery there as well, funnily enough. But oh. that networking group called themselves Hogsback Networking. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, I mean, how often are you going? Uh, so this week I've done two. Um, mornings generally I find the best I don't do Monday mornings I'm not going networking on a Monday morning that is one of my rules I won't go networking at half past six in the morning um, I, most most of the groups are just kind of mid to late morning um, LinkedIn locals are good they're in the evening and that's just an hour um, it, ours is Tuesday evening once a month so a lot of them are only one, ribbons is what I go once a month you know the, there's different whereas a team I go every week and Omni is every fortnight. So it, it's it's not that I'm doing these every week, but it's just the way they fall. So generally, on average, I'm probably doing two a week. Okay, and um, Laura's just asking a question. How do you find out about the groups? Social media, probably. <laughs> and I know we're talking about building your business, not on social media, but a lot. Take a photo of that and just look up the local one in your area. Um, you know, I think I've I've probably covered a fair few there um happy network the happy network happy business network um they're actually 
I was actually speaking to people in Australia on that one and New Zealand and America. So, you know, a lot of them are international and you kind of go, mm, not really sure this is for me. I don't, you've just got to go and weigh them up. Mm. How, um, what, what does, when you go to a networking event, what is it that deems it successful? Because some of them you're like, oh, that's only an hour. So like, and I'm like, the, I already feel the stress of uh, and panic. I was describing it earlier when we were talking to Kim and I like the thinking of getting up early and having to change the routine to go to an event because I feel like I have to for the business. And um, how do you determine whether it is worth your while to go along? Some of it's cost. So a lot of groups will offer free visits um, and then you've got to look into the cost of being a member, you know, and that's where LinkedIn Locals good. It's free. Um, so I base it mainly on cost. What are you getting for that? You know, I mean, some of the groups this year have put their prices up and people are like, you've got to sit back and work out. Are you actually getting business from that? What are you, is it, are you going for the friendship? Are you going for the support? Are you getting business? And just weighing up what, what, whether it's worth it or not. I think Joe's frozen, but. It's frozen. <laughs> but so how um tell us about how much business you've actually got from networking do I need to bring your other slide up here yes yeah, so that's the next slide and I've just noticed that first slide I put 2024 but never mind <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm looking into the future now <laughs> this one I was really shocked by I mean I shocked myself by 618 meetings I was thinking two three hundred um so when I actually sat down with my diaries last week and counted it up I was like whoa I surprised myself. Um, I thought most of my clients had come from Facebook and social media. So when I actually did the stats, I mean, this is based on 40 clients and, and actually working out the percentages, I was like, oh, OK, I, there is more coming from networking than social media. Do you think social media still has a place in this, like in terms yeah. of like when it comes to following up with people or do they does it help in any way? LinkedIn definitely does. So all the networking, most of my LinkedIn is people that I've met. My, most of my LinkedIn connections, I have met them in some way, shape or form through networking or, um, you know, it was it was so easy when we were on Zoom for meetings because I would sit in a, in a Zoom room having a meeting, looking up the people on LinkedIn and saying, hi, I'm in the same meeting as you. Can we connect? Um, mm -hmm. So that is one good thing. And I'd always send a message saying, good to see you just now in the such and such meeting, uh, you know, would love to connect. So that if I do get lost, I can then backtrack on the message and go, how do I know them? Ah, I messaged them. I know how I met them. Um, or what do they do? So, um, yeah, it's, it, it, I've forgotten what your question was now. <laughs> um, I think my question was, um, how are you find like does the networking mean that you find clients i mean those stats show 49 percent or something of your clients came from networking oh and yeah. then how does social media still have a place in that and yeah, yeah. follow-up yeah i think it does because then when you've been to networking i connect with people on social media so i think i think it there is still definitely a place for social media for me um mm -hmm. i'm not saying that everyone needs social media but i love social media i'm so nosy would you if you started your business again how would you what would be your first thing like with all the experience you've got of social media and in-person networking what would you do what would be your very first thing to do I think I'd do the same again I think I'd you know I'd def definitely start with Facebook um and I love LinkedIn I, a lot of people struggle with social media but I, lo I love all of it and I post the same thing to uh, I've got Facebook LinkedIn Instagram and TikTok um and, and I post the same thing to all of them and um 
yeah, just having the the ability to follow up with the connections that you make at networking as well, or like my will writer, I will connect them not necessarily on email, but I'll, maybe I'll send a WhatsApp or a Facebook message to to someone that I'm introducing them to. So that there is a place there as well. Or I say to my friend, go and look at this person's Facebook page. Um, do you think that? Sorry, do, do you think that going to networking has helped you reach and sort of get to know more people? Like, have you got more clients than you would have done otherwise because of the networking? Do you think you could have met these businesses like in any other way? I think that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think there is a place for it because it's not necessarily that I've got clients from the people in the room through networking, but. I've met IFAs or accountants at networking who have then said, oh, can you help this person? Um, so, you know, one of my clients now I was introduced to by an IFA, but the IFA was in the room, but he introduced, he said, my client could do with a bookkeeper. Um, so that it, you're not just talking to the people in the room, you're talking to the people outside of the room as well. Yeah. Okay. Can, can, I, can I ask, Claire, do you think um, this has helped um, with your confidence along the way talking about how you started out in business because mm. sometimes it isn't always about the clients do you think yeah. you're better at communicating your value and um, just feel more confident about the business owner you've become 100 percent, 100 um and I think doing the networking has given me the confidence you know I mean there's things I've, I've when you're first asked to stand up and do that 10 minute presentation about your business whoa that's scary but it's pushing out the comfort zone and you know I know we've Jill gave us great tips yesterday on doing the one minute intro and I change my intros depending on which group I'm at as well so this week I've used the stats from the RCB summit oh did you, did you know only 37% 37% of zero subscriptions have a bank fee connected why are you one of those businesses that um doesn't have a bank fee connected if you need help tell your friends to come and see me um mm. so it's people like facts and it's not you know we were talking in a networking meeting this week about how it's not just hi I'm Claire I do bookkeeping it's how can you start that conversation so this week's suggestion was oh can you wink with both eyes now everyone's got to try and wink with both <laughs> eyes right and that's what we were doing in our networking meeting we were all sitting there trying to wink with both eyes but um you know, it was what other questions could you ask? So I came up with, do you like wine and dogs? Yes, we'll get on. Great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, rather than to be, uh, make it informal, make it friendly. Um, yeah, people uh, and people like tips when you do your pitch as well. You know, I know plenty of people that will start their pitch. Uh, there's an IT guy and he'll go, right, this week's breaking news is there's been a bre data breach on this. And we'll go, oh, right, that's something I need to look at. Mm. Um so that it's not just keeping it business and, and the friends and the support I've got have been amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, right. Bookkeepers. Okay. We all, we know lots and lots of different people in different, we, we have clients potentially in different industries. You might have a niche, you might have people who could really learn from being in a room with each other. Do you think bookkeepers should start their own networking groups? Hundred percent, yeah, definitely. That, that's say I've got a local networking group, and we meet every Friday lunchtime. And once one Friday, we meet in person at a pub. And we go for lunch, um, mm -hmm. and we're all accountants, bookkeepers, 
um, insolvency practitioners, IFAs, you know, th there's all different financial people. And we'll go around the room and say, how our week's been? And then it's right, has anyone got any technical questions? And mm. more often than not, we're talking about HMRC and moaning <laughs> about them or... Uh, and we've got a WhatsApp group as well. And the messages that go in there are, mm. oh, can anyone help me find this person? Or I've got take a screenshot of this invoice from America. What what VAT code should I use? Or is it reverse mm. charge? And so you're not just working on your own. I've got a whole team of people around me. And I've got a team from the 6FB that I know I can message and and then there's teams in my networking groups that I can go, oh, does it, you know, the we've got WhatsApp groups there. And does anyone know a bookkeeper or an accountant or, yeah. you know, a carpenter? Um, so just it's having powerful. those. Yeah, it's so powerful. And then when I've got friends or family or clients saying to me, oh, I could really do with some help with this. I know someone. Uh, and that's what I love. I love being able to do that. Yeah, I think there's someone in the group who's thinking, I feel like I've picked this up. I'm not going to say who it is in case I've dropped the minute, but someone was saying about starting a networking group of their own, like a walking group, not for bookkeepers and accountants, but for their clients and yeah. small businesses. And I just feel like we're in this really, like, you you know, if you're a really experienced networker, you could go and like set up the best networking group ever. I'm setting one up in January. Oh, you no way. Tell me about that. So I'm part of Fabulous Networking, um, who've got groups all around the, the South mainly. And um, yeah, there is there is one probably about eight miles away from me, but I want to set one up here um, for local businesses. It was meant to happen this year and then it went, it's just got put back. Yeah, sure, sure. And so, oh, can you tell me, like, can you, what do you think are like the ingredients of a really brilliant networking event? Because I like, I'm just like, you mentioned just now having a 10 minute pitch and I think that yeah. for some people like the idea of having to do a 10 minute presentation might like we were talking about 60 second pitches yesterday as yeah. a big as a big thing and 10 minutes sounds like a big one do you think that that has a place is that helpful um, I do think it has a place because I've learned more about people within the, the network and what their business actually does because I've heard so many 60 second pitches at the beginning of a meeting where I go I don't actually know what they do um, you know, they've introduced themselves and they've told me what they do, but then I go, I, I, I don't get it. What What do you do? Um, so I think having the one to ones is good um, because you can delve deeper. Um, but actually doing that presentation yourself, you can show your expertise and that's pushing out the comfort zone. Um, and having the confidence to do that is huge. Um, and but there's different ways you can do it. You know, I, I've done a presentation and I've done a quiz on bookkeeping and, and get people involved. And um, someone did a session the other day about income protection, protection, insurance protection, stuff like that. But it was raucous because it was teams of the tables and it was like, shout your answer out. And we got to the point where we're like, no, we're, we're getting this one. And it, it was fun. And it was just it wasn't boring just sitting there being spoken to. Um and getting people involved is really important. I love that. Yeah, I think that it's like finding a place where people feel comfortable and yeah. able to be themselves. And, you know, everything we've said about building friendships and relationships, an environment that's going to allow that to happen hmm. uh, rather than an environment where people are feel they have to go along with someone that they're not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is definitely... Um, <coughs> um, I like fun groups and you know some of the groups that I went to I was like this isn't fun this isn't for me I want to be in a place where I've got friends and support and 
um, yeah, just make it happy. And like I say, have those Christmas parties and lunches and stuff that you miss out on by working in an office. How long would you give an event to figure out if it's the right one for you? Like, because at the beginning, sometimes, like when you go to uh, one of these networking events, the people that sometimes there's not everyone in the room that usually goes there and there might be someone that's perfect. Like, so did you, have you just been one and done or have you tried a few times? Some of them. So some of them I was like, no, I don't I don't like this at all. But most of the ones I go to now, I visit it two or three times before deciding to join. Um, and I think you've just got to do that. So like I said, there's different people in the room at different times. And how are you going to get to know if it's for you if you just walk in the door and walk out again? You, you don't know the people there. And you've got to, you've got to give it a chance. A bit like dating. You know, you, you know, on that first date, really, whether you're going to see them again, don't you? Oh, yeah, never doing that again. No, I say. <laughs> Done. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, well, look, Claire, I've loved this. I, lots of people are saying be more like Claire. And like oh. loads of ideas. Um, someone was saying about quiz or bookkeeping. Love it. I've just been watching all of the comments coming through. <laughs> Thank you so much for having a chat with us. I think this has really inspired people to like maybe push the boundaries like I, I wonder actually if you're watching this I'd love to know in the comments how many networking events do you plan to go to in 2024 we're not expecting you to go to 299 but <laughs> like what's realistic for you so how many are you going to a month now Claire you said there's one that's once a fortnight and one's once a month I'm probably doing between eight and ten a month but they're, they're different times as well so you know one's an hour and some are two hours um yeah. but yeah I think probably two a week yeah. Okay. So like a hundred ish a year. So yeah. just, like for, for anyone watching this, what do you think is realistic? Cause I, I mean, I, I, I don't mind saying it. I, I probably went to like one every couple of months like yeah. that, you know, and it's, yeah. Natalie's saying like, I think one a month would be a good starting point for her. Yeah. Or says yeah, 2024. Yeah. yeah. It depends yeah. On, on your business as well. You know, how much client work are you doing? How much time have you got? Um, and and that comes comes into a lot of it. And if I haven't got if I haven't got time, I don't go. Um, mm. You know, especially if there's a VAT return or something due. Sorry, can't. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. You you pick and choose. And it, it's another thing to push you out your comfort zone. Um, you know. And I've been. I don't know if anyone's been watching the Robbie Williams documentary, but I've been watching that this week. And he said when he got on the stage at Glastonbury, he had imposter syndrome and he was worried he was going to be found out. And I mm. thought. That hit me because we, we we all have so much of that, don't we? That imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. oh, somebody's going to find out I'm fake. Well, this is part of it. You, you can go into that networking meeting, you know, and like we've always said, you know more than the average person in that room about bookkeeping and accounting. So, if you're coming out with the stats or you know telling people what you do, they're going to be like, oh, I, I need to know more. What what am I doing wrong with my bookkeeping? Or yeah. and even if it's just saying to them, are you on software? You know, something as simple as that a lot of people don't know what they don't know yeah yeah exactly like really simple conversations can be like absolute game changers for yeah, people. Yeah. yeah yeah you don't need that you know i mean I've, last night i've taken the pile of receipts i've got that inspiration from you joe thank you and and said we we don't need these anymore throw them over my shoulder because we've got our phones and we take pictures and people are going what what do you mean i don't need to keep all those receipts um and then they want to talk to you and you know more about it so that's your way in they might not end up with a client or you might not end up with a client, but you've had a chat and you've put some knowledge out into the world.
Yeah. I love this. Oh, Claire, thank you so much for coming to chat to us. And thanks everyone who's tuned in today. How can people connect with you? Where will they see you at an event? <laughs> and how can they connect with you and find out more about what you do? If anyone wants to come to an event near me in North Hampshire, Berkshire, Surrey border, then, you know, send me a DM. I am Claire Johnson on LinkedIn and I'm Bluebell Bookkeeping and Admin on all the other socials. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Claire. We'll see you really thank soon. You. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. And we'll be back at eight o'clock this evening for our last episode, last episode of Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Last episode, that's not the right word. Last session of Bookkeepers Bootcamp for this week. Um, so come and join us at eight o'clock. We'll find out who has won the prizes this week. We're gonna do a t-shirt now. Yeah, we're gonna do a t-shirt. I was <laughs> Bit, Sorry, I've lost all my light bulbs because I got chucked out. So right. I've, got it. I've got it. Right, Claire, your important job is can you give me a number from one to thirteen, please? One to thirteen. Yeah. Eight. Okay. I uh, I don't know who who this is. Someone who said quiz on bookkeeping. Love it. Could you please email us hello at sixfigurebookkeeper.com and we'll send you one of our t-shirts? Well done. Um, thank you everyone so much. Thanks Claire for choosing our winner and we'll see you at eight o'clock. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website sixfigurebookkeeper.com.